Welcome to a message of grace. This message reflects on the journeys of life and faith and how we gain the strength for these journeys, overcoming our doubts and the setbacks. Let's listen. Today is Transfiguration Sunday. So Lent begins on Wednesday this week with Ash Wednesday. Lent is a season of 40 days, not counting Sundays, where we ponder the road that Jesus took to the cross. So it's a time of solemnity, a time of sober reflection. During this time of reflection, sometimes people give up things, and sometimes people take on more. Sometimes people might take an extra few moments of meditation or a study, Sometimes they give up something, and I know many times over the years I've given up coffee, much to my family's dismay, but uh, I'm not giving up coffee this year. It was interesting. I thought, that's too hard. And then I thought, gee, you know, the road Jesus went, and and I'm complaining giving up coffee is too hard. Whatever you do during your Lenten journey, if you give something up or if you take something on, Our prayer and hope is that it would help you journey in faith and strengthen your faith. You might think it's the first Sunday of the month. We usually have service of the word. When it's a festival, and we treat transfiguration as a festival in our congregation, uh, we celebrate the sacrament. In our Old Testament reading today, Moses comes down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments. He has been up there for 40 days and 40 nights, and this is actually the second time that he has gone up to get the commandments. The first time he went up to get the commandments and came down, the people had melted all their gold together and made a golden calf. And he throws the two stone tablets down, and I guess you could say as they shattered on the ground that he broke all Ten Commandments at once. The first commandment, you shall have no other gods, and there the people are with this golden calf. But today he has gone back up the mountain, and he's been up there for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he comes down this time, his face is shining like the sun. And so he must wear a veil over his face so that he doesn't frighten the people. The transfer of light from God to us is God's gift to us that we might reflect the light of God in all of our affairs. The question is, as we draw close in this worship services, will we leave here with our faces shining so that we can reflect the love of God and the struggles and strivings of the people we meet? Or are we afraid, like the people who come to Moses, are we afraid to come too close? Are we afraid to come too close for the, to the truth for fear we might get too much religion? Let us listen. A reading from Exodus. Moses came down from Mount Sinai. As he came down from the mountain... With the two tablets of the covenant in his hand, 
Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face was shining and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them and Aaron and all the leaders of the congregation returned to him and Moses spoke with them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites, what he had been commanded, the Israelites would see the face of Moses, that the skin of his face was shining. And Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In our first lesson, we were introduced to Moses' veil. In our second lesson today... The Apostle Paul, in his second letter to the Corinthians, uses that image of Moses' veil to describe a spiritual problem. In the original story, Moses wore the veil for the sake of the people so that they would not be frightened. However, now Paul uses that example to point out how the Jews have put a veil over their faces, and the tragedy is that the veil over their faces keeps them from seeing the glory of God. It has become a veil that keeps them from seeing, understanding, and believing. And he points out when a person enters into relationship with God, the veil is removed. Let us listen. A reading from 2 Corinthians. Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness, not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to keep the people of Israel from gazing at the end of the glory that was being set aside, but their minds were hardened. Indeed, to this very day, When they hear the reading of the Old Covenant, that same veil is still there, since only in Christ is it set aside. Indeed, to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their minds. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, There is freedom, and all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning 
or to falsify God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to the ninth chapter of St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter, John, and James, and went up the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. And suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory as the two men stood with him. And just as they were leaving, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. And while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. And then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one of any of the things they had seen. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, we refer to faith and life as a journey. And often during this journey that we call life, we have questions in regard to faith. Why? How long, O oh Lord? The same questions that we hear the people in the Old Testament raise. Why? How long? We may even wonder, is there a God? Prayer doesn't seem to work, at least not the way we would like it to work. And so, in this journey that we call faith, sometimes it's hard. It's no different for us as ministers. We have the same questions that you do. One of the questions that we as ministers have in this journey that we call faith too is about our ministry. Sometimes we wonder if anything's happening. Sometimes we wonder if this is what we should be doing. If this is what God wants us to do. At one particular time in my life, 
I was really struggling with those questions. Was this what God wanted me to do? I was a minister and was thinking maybe I should quit and do something else. Was visiting in the hospital a parishioner who had a brain aneurysm. And as we had communion together and visited, one of their friends came. And their friend began to go on and on about the pastor at their church, how good their pastor was, how good the sermons, the teaching were, how much they loved him. And because I was struggling with that at the time, you know, I kind of, okay, 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 this sinking lower and lower in the chair. And, and then my parishioner said five words. And I will remember those words forever. Not as good as ours. Not as good as ours. And so suddenly, all those questions and struggles with the journey of being a minister, journey of faith, left. And I left that hospital room with new energy, new zeal, new life. A blessing from God. In our gospel today, there is this mountaintop event. And yeah, it's not in a hospital room, but it's on a mountaintop. And I believe that God gave that experience to strengthen Jesus and to strengthen those three disciples. Because they were all having their questions. Jesus, too. Was this the road? Is this the time? Father, take this cup from me. The disciples kind of wondering if he was the one. They were raised as Jews in the tradition that the Messiah would be a political, military leader to lead them forth and to destroy the Romans and set them up as the new rulers. They were wondering... They were questioning, questioning the journey of faith. And there on this mountain, they see Moses, symbolic of the law. They see Elijah, symbolic of all the prophets. Moses and Elijah also, it is believed, did not leave the world in a normal way. Elijah taking up in a chariot, and Moses, when he leaves, they never did find his bones. And Jesus to be leaving in a different way, dying and rising and ascending. Jesus wondering, have his disciples understood who he really is and his mission is? And here on that mountain, God's voice speaks. This is my son. My chosen, listen to him. Very similar to Jesus' baptism. In this journey we call life, Jesus had questions, the disciples have questions, you have questions and I have questions, but there are those moments where God speaks. And we just kind of have to smile and say, yeah, this was holy ground. 
whether it was on top of a mountain, whether it's in a hospital room, or whether it's on a trail looking for some tool and there's a pair of pliers in the middle of the road. God gives us strength for the journey. And today, we remember how God strengthened Jesus and those disciples. The other nine on the mountain, below the mountain, they were strengthened too. Just they weren't part of this experience. But God spoke to them in ways that they would know and understand. So we come here looking for strength from God to meet the week ahead and to meet this season ahead, this season of Lent. And my hope and my prayer is that God transfigures and changes each and every one of us so that I said to the children, I say to you too, that when we leave here, our faces and our smiles will shine like the sun because we have seen the glory of God. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook. Peace be with you.